it all started right here on this very beach. Five strangers bound together by one fateful meeting in a dream. Now I know what you're thinking. Sounds wicked. That was my first thought as well. I didn't know just how right I was. You see, these paths may be destined for one another, but the real heart of this story isn't driven by astral alignment. Nah, you see, it was all part of some larger scheme. I didn't know it yet, but that thing in their dream, the bit that gave them all nightmares later on, it was baiting them. Of course, they walked right into it. Investigating a string of grisly murders right here in Cotopola, of all places, these intrepid knights were quick to uncover a trove of secrets in dark places all across our beloved city. You see, this here is a tale of mystery. It's full of intrigue, adventure, twists and turns, even a few good laughs along the way. But at its heart, the thing that really stands out, it's the way life has a habit of turning strangers into friends. We begin now in the sewers of Cartopola, where our party has just made contact with an order called the Slick Sickles. Not a bad name, if you ask me. Can't say the same for its members. Nah, it's just grumpy on account of this being the worst vacation I'd ever had the displeasure of experiencing. Thankfully, my luck was just about to change. Uh, we have about an hour to get out of here before they realize that I've enchanted them. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. I was really upset that you were just so friendly. I think we should kill more people. What's going to happen when that charm wears off? Uh, well, Kneebasher's going to remember that our, our buddy Leaf here just tried to kill him. I think he's going to be more concerned with the fact that you enchanted him. Somehow I think the trying to kill him is going to be a little, a little more on the front of his mind. You know, if I got mad at every single one of my friends growing up that tried to kill me, I wouldn't have many friends left. All I'm saying is that there's a better approach than trying to kill every single person that we come across that we don't know. Agree to disagree. I'm, I'm so tired, guys. I'm so tired. Aren't you tired? It's been like a really long day. We were here. There was the shit of puss. We'll talk about that later. Can we just get out of here and go take a rest? Maybe go back to the flower shop with that woman? Are we looking to stay in the sewer or do you want to leave the way we came and rest in a bed? I just think we need to get out of here. We have to go. Back out the docks then? I mean, it seems like the quickest way. You know the docks better than anybody. I sure do. I'm not usually there during the daytime. Um... We could try to be stealthy, um, despite being a very strange group of people working together. It seems like in this city, strange groups of people are just kind of a commonality, so the only thing that I think will stand out is the fact that we're coming out of the sewers, just being covered in shit and also all looking weird. That enchantment, you did to um, our friend Kneebasher. Just how suggestive can you get with him in the next hour? How, how, how much can you make him do? As far as he's concerned, we're best buds. Could you convince him 
and the rest of the slick sickles that they need to get back in their cages and lock it up just in case the pirates come back so they don't know anything's amiss. Maybe? Because if they were in there, we could just take a rest. They'd wake up, they'd be mad, but, <laughs> I mean, they'd be in their cages. That's not a bad idea. We wouldn't have much time, though. Well, I mean, not much time until maybe the pirates came back, but I don't want to deal with the pirates and the slick sickles while also trying to sleep. One or the other would be better. So maybe we get the slick sickles back in their cages. And then, if the pirates come back, we can deal with that when it happens. We'll take turns keeping watch. But I think the first thing we need to do is lock those motherfuckers back up. And the best time to do that is right now, while he thinks you have his best intentions in mind. I'm not a fan of locking up other people. Right, but you don't want to kill them, apparently. And they want to kill us, probably, once that wears off. So that'll leave us really with the one option of killing them, or locking them up. So it's really up to you on which one you want to do. I guess I'm game either way. Um, I think we should keep in mind that they'd really probably only want to kill you, Leaf, Because you were the one who tried to kill them. So I think we're good. You know, I really think we should just lock up Leaf with them as well. Ah, there we go. That sounds wise to me. I don't like this idea. I, d- I don't see the benefit is the problem. Leaf will definitely die if we leave him in there with him. <laughs> and as much as I don't like Leaf's past of trying to kill everybody he comes across, we also can't kill him. You get the feeling like even though Neabasher was charmed, he seemed bothered that someone just tried to slice him, but at the same time, he's also used to people taking swipes at him and his friends, and they just made an arrangement with you guys they don't get anything from trying to kill you right now. They don't get these traps cleared. So you got to get that sense that they wouldn't be totally opposed to you guys just staying there as well, even being charmed. I'm just going to go ahead and start looking for the cleanest patch of sewer to bed down on. Me as well. Uh, I think Leaf will just kind of lay down and then get up and walk in a circle and then lay back down and then get up and then walk in a circle for like 15 minutes. <laughs> But then he'll, he'll fall gently asleep. Kneebasher's going to walk back up to Gren here. He's a very unkept dwarf. And if you'd seen dwarfs before, he looks full-aged, however, shorter than even the average dwarf. He's just taller than the next tallest halfling that happens to be in the group as well. You see goblins and kobolds there in this group called the Slick Sickles. But Kneebasher is really gruff and his beard's unkept, hair's unkept, like he's never put a brush through it in his life. And he, he walks up to Gren. Hey, so are you guys gonna, uh, you gonna sleep here then? Or you're going through the tunnels to chase those, those pirates? Well, it sounds like you've trapped them very well if you're gonna need our help. And uh, I'm very tired, Kneebasher. I'm sure you can appreciate that. Oh yeah, sleep here, no problem. If you try and stab me in my sleep, I will shoot lightning down your throat. Welcome to the world of Almasi. A world dominated by a single supercontinent and an endless ocean that surrounds it. Five paths converge to form a star-crossed group whose destiny seems mysteriously connected. The story begins in its most populated city, Ka Topala. A vacation destination. White sand beaches, markets, temples, concert halls, and so much more. 
Ka Topala is a shining example in the world as to how alchemy and ingenuity can live symbiotically with magic and spirituality. That's <laughs> a great, uh, a great first scene here. I just want to welcome everyone in. Um, thank you for listening. This is Favored Terrain. My name is John Graham. I am the dungeon master here, and um, you know, my we're gonna do a quick little roundtable, and everyone kind of give a quick introduction of themselves. I'll start with you, Shana. Hello, hello. I am Shana, and I'm playing everybody's favorite Asimar Paladin, Diana. My name is Leslie, and I play the beautiful. A uh, silver dragonborn named Kamaya. I am a monk as well. Yeah, I'm a uh, I'm Josh Joshua Ramsey, and I play uh, Leaf, uh, who is a rogue and uh, a cat person of sorts. Don't worry about it. My name's Samuel Whitstruck, and I'll be playing uh, Gren, the uh, dragonborn warlock of little description. <laughs> and I'm Catherine. I play Marmy, who is a half-elf, dealing out all the wild magic damage. She's a sorcerer, and she's annoying as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right, awesome. Uh, Wow. I guess I'm not even here. <laughs> you literally Ouch. said you weren't here. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 come on. Burn. Thanks, thanks. Back, back me up here, guys. Is our <laughs> studio haunted? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, my name's Mathar, and I am the producer for Favorite Train. Are you going to introduce your character as well? No, absolutely not. Well, because they, okay. they don't know about it yet. That's why I didn't introduce you. I didn't know. <laughs> no, I... I I am here. Oh, okay. I am it. physically here. You could you just don't know why yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, maybe for anybody who might listen that doesn't know, uh, we're playing D and D and uh most people probably get an idea of how that works that would want to listen to a D and D podcast. But if you're just jumping in for like some cool storytelling and annoying people, it's like a tabletop role playing game where uh we all kind of collectively imagine a situation and then we use a dice and math to figure out uh, what happens in that situation. And then our DM who's John over there uh, just tells us that we didn't do what we wanted to do and makes us sad. And we're using five E currently. It is slightly homebrewed and some of the rules might get a little twisted. Um, That's the, uh, the, uh, the system we're basing our game off of here. And if you have no idea what's going on, D&D is not a really weird word you've never heard. It stands for Dungeons and Dragons. It's also quite possibly Satan worship. So. <laughs> it almost definitely is. Is that not what we're... You know, I got into this for it, for that, and then I found out it's just like math, and it's really upsetting. And, 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 and improv? <laughs> yeah, it's math and improv, and I haven't summoned a single goddamn demon. <laughs> it's like doing algebra in drama class. <laughs> And uh, with the homebrew stuff, uh, if you hear rules that like seem wrong, it's because John didn't know the rules. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. We are also a group of people with varying levels of D&D experience. I have never played. This is my very first time playing with this group of people. So Ooh. I'm going to say some shit that's not going to make any sense sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great, sweetie. It's kind of what makes it special, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think any of us are like super like, OG vets or anything. You D&D. you guys have been playing for a couple of years though, haven't you? Yeah, but like yeah. then you're like I've been playing for a couple of years, and people are like, "Cool, so how'd you like second edition?" I'm like, "Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> 
Gesundheit. <laughs> you mean you didn't read up and then like try to pose when you showed up, try to front? Right. Like, yeah, I know everything like, about yeah, first dude. edition. <laughs> was really wild when they added the ranger class later on. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was there. <laughs> yeah. I think... Also, did you know paladins were a subclass? <laughs> Wait, you only know that because I have some vintage yes. Uh, yes. D&D Dragon magazines. It's great that like I forced Kat to play her first session. Oh. Like I, We used to work together and I was just every day I'd be like, excuse me. Hey. <laughs> trying to play like, D&D. This guy again. <laughs> but now I'm in it because I need all of the dice. Dice addiction is real, man. Uh John, why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, what, what what people can expect from? I mean, there's a lot of ways to play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, what do you what do you think we'll get out of this? Our listeners will get out of yeah, this. Yeah, of course. Um, so what you're going to get out of this is uh, a lot of role playing, um, a lot of us kind of trying to talk through situations, and uh, we're going to be going from I mean, everything from um, you know just silliness and laughing and having a good time uh, to I assume we'll get to some um, you know work, work out through some um, some real um, home hitting, uh, situations as well. Um, everyone here has created, um, very elaborate, uh, backstories and, and gotten a lot of information to me and we've been kind of in constant communication and, uh, I think you're going to get a really good story here. Uh, I'm really excited to get to get into everyone's, uh, um, you know, minds here and for us to, I, I think, I think you're really going to get a sense of family as well. I think we're, we're already, uh, we just love being together and we love playing together. And I think you're going to feel that, um, and I think it'll come across, um, pretty well through, uh, through your headphones. Um, but, uh, you think you're also going to get a lot of bloodthirsty battles and player deaths and, uh, so everyone has a backup, wait, right? Wait, we're dying? <laughs> wait, I... wait, we can die. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, not only that, um, we've been playing uh, in different groups for a while. Some of us are new to this campaign, but but this isn't the first session. So uh, the story's starting kind of in media res. We're, we're in the middle of an adventure. Don't feel too stressed if you don't know what's going on, because neither do we. It's true. On that note, you guys find yourselves in the sewers under the city of Katopala. The city's a, a real vacation town. It's a large city, very large sewer system. You guys had made your way into the sewers trying to uncover this mystery of these murders that have been going on. You guys all felt connected through a, a strange kind of shared dream experience where there was a giant tidal wave coming towards you and engulfing you in the city. You saw two planets that were about to dim out the sun a gargantuan beast that came at you from the sea as well that you really couldn't make out except for this silhouette that just seemed to completely block out the edge of the sea and kind of dominate that landscape. The next day, you guys all kind of happened to see each other and then you witnessed a murder. And then you all kind of got wrapped into this because some of you maybe had known this person before and you're not really sure exactly what's going on here, but you all have joined together in kind of an uncomfortable alliance and tracked down into the docks in the middle of the night at a scene where a murder had recently taken place that may be connected. You made your way from the docks down into the sewer system, into this area that seemed to obviously be a lair of some sort. You're feeling all very exhausted. You've had a crazy long night and a crazy few days. As you look around you to your left and your right, you see the different kobolds and goblins and other members of the Slick Sickles get into their sleeping situations as well. You guys have now decided that it's in your best interest before you make your way into the caves to take a long rest. And you guys have decided to start taking turns watching because you feel kind of uncomfortable just all bedding down here with this group of thieves and murderers. 
So, it's probably not the best idea to let only them take watch. If anybody else wants to also stay up, they can watch the tunnels, but someone needs to watch them. They might not kill us, but we will have much less coin in the morning. I'm down to take the first watch. If anybody else wants to take one after that. I will take part in watching these guys. I'll do it. Great, because I'm so tired. I'm so tired, guys. Thank you. And then I just flop down on the ground, and I immediately fall asleep. Marmy's out. All right. Gren, are you falling asleep right now as well? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just like place a few gold coins on the ground and then curl up on top of those. Perfect. And then um, Kamaya and Diana, you're falling asleep right now before the, while his first watch is going, correct? Mm-hmm. Anything else before... The rest begins. Uh, I'd like to talk to Kneebasher. Okay. So everyone here goes to sleep, and you're up. Kneebasher, you see, is, he's got one stone. It, it looks like it's probably not helping, but he's trying to. He's kind of sharpening this little axe that he has with it. <laughs> it's anything. It's damaging the blade more than anything else. So um, there's no hard feelings about the whole thing, right? And I make the gesture that I with the sword. You can understand, that's how business is done down here, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't even thinking about it. It didn't cross my mind again. All right, that's yeah, just... They're all concerned that apparently I overstepped some boundaries, but... Um, Honestly, I was worried because they didn't try to kill me. <laughs> that's what I've been saying right. this entire time. each other, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, I feel a lot better. That's yeah, fine. I was concerned that you guys were trying to start this whole criminal underground... And you are going to be all prissy about someone trying to kill you. You're going to have to get used to that. In my experience, you're just going to have to get used to that. So it seems like you guys are on the right track. Um, I did, I'll admit, I'm a bit um, protective of my people. I didn't, I didn't react the best way. Just know that if you need some advice in, like, larceny, I know some guys. Just let me know. I'll write to them. We... You know, we have experience if, if you're looking to take it to the next level. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Thank you, man. You know, I just, I look, it's important to me to, like, build up the next generation of criminals, you know? I really want to make sure that we're not just taking it all for ourselves, but we're making every opportunity available for the next group of people that want to, like, murder and thieve. I think that these tunnels will be a great start. We can be wherever we want, and they can't stop us or figure out where we are or who we... Well, oh shit. I want them to know who we are. Well, it, it's, a, it, it's an idea in progress. It's, it's a learning curve, definitely. Yes, yes. Would you like some octopus? Wait, that was a real thing. Oh, no, it happened. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I pull out the, a little bit of my calamari, and I offer it to him. I'm not here, but I'd just like to point out that calamari is squid. Yeah, that's, but Leaf doesn't know or care. <laughs> it's fine. I don't know like what a fun other word for octopus food is. So, eight-armed squirmy bastard. Mm. <laughs> that's a that's a regional dish. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a real um, delicacy. Would you like some eight-armed squirmy bastard? Oh, I'm not really a fish guy. Um, Suit yourself, <laughs> and I eat some more. Yeah, so what you do is you take an octopus and you simmer it for about eight hours. Um, add in a few chili peppers, maybe like a... I'd be really into like a hatch chili, both green and red. Um, you want to get it nice and spicy. 
That's where the bastard comes in. I thought you were sleeping. Did, do you not sleep? Because this is really annoying. It's so much better if you just eat it. Sorry, sometimes ads play in my head for my spinoff show, Flavored Terrain. <laughs> Favorite Terrain is sponsored this week in part by Cherigian Law. Folks, I don't have to tell you what a crazy world we live in. I mean, I spend a good chunk of my time crawling dungeons in a land of fantasy. And that somehow feels tame compared to the real shit that people deal with in their daily lives. You know, what do you do when you can't deal with it alone? Where do you start looking for the right answers? Thousands of people go online to look for legal advice. Social media, forums, government websites... You name it, there are a lot of questions that need answers, and chances are you've had a few yourself. Excuse me. Um, were you, were you in the middle of something? Yeah, so uh, this I'm is the part. Right here. Okay, yeah. And just, uh, I'm going to close that window I guess. and that door. Just do what you're doing. We'll be solent as a Okay. Mouse. Yeah, every day, thousands of people go online to look for legal advice uh, on social media. This is about forums. legal advice. Right, it's an ad. Yeah, our sponsor is an attorney. You know that talked about this i you've talked about this so i haven't necessarily listened oh yeah but that's actually quite interesting is he around actually <laughs> what's going on nothing no you need a lawyer all. uh Leave, i don't you're done i don't need anything it's just i haven't so if i needed to speak to this lawyer how might one get in touch so you're familiar with uh the idea of of sending a raven Yes, yeah, of course. No, or like a wizard that casts message. Uh, I don't look wizards. Uh, sure, but you're familiar with the idea. It's like that, but it's a machine that sends the message. So it's a magical device. It's not magic. It's actually, it's actually, uh, it's just a machine. It's technology. Right, because it's it's lit up and there's no fire. So I'm struggling to believe you that that's not fucking magic. Okay, it's magic. Yeah, sure, it's magic. What's your point? Um, just nothing. Uh, maybe some things went missing around town, and, um, I don't know, I just would love to speak to your friend, please. Okay, so, uh, That's TeregianLaw.com slash Favorite Terrain. Fill out the questionnaire. A consultation typically lasts around 30 minutes. It'll tell you what you need to hear to proceed with your case. And if you decide to move forward, Drinking Law offers a range of services at competitive rates with little to no hassle. And you can get on with your next adventure. Put whatever it is you're dealing with behind you for good. Drinking Law. The advice you need, minus the bullshit. Was there anything else, Leaf, that you wanted to do during your watch? Just, uh, now I'm just kind of sitting next to him. We don't need to talk. We're good. Me and Kneebasher, we... We know what's going on. Leaf, can you go ahead and do a perception check for me as well? Yes, I can. That is going to be perception uh, 21. Hey, there you go, man. Nice first roll of the uh, of the campaign here. <laughs> you look around, and after kind of speaking with Knee Basher, you see that all of the other little slick sickles kind of hanging out. The ones who were paying attention to the conversation, even their shoulders kind of drop a little bit more. You see, they, they just seem a little bit more comfortable with the whole situation. You do notice one little goblin seems like he's kind of looking at valuables. But other than that, nothing else you notice. You're also just feeling exhausted. This has been 
one of the longest days that you've had in a long time. You've had a lot going on in your life that's brought you to this moment. You just find yourself having long, deep thoughts about your life that you haven't really allowed yourself until now. And towards the end of your watch, you actually find yourself dozing off even before. You're not under the sewers anymore. As you open your eyes and the first thing you feel is that cool, familiar wind blowing through your fur. You look down and you're pissed. Fucking water. Why? With every fucking time. All right. <clears throat> and the water is just rushing away from you at this moment. It feels like it's pulling your feet under the sand that you feel between your toes. You can taste that kind of salty mist on your lips. You turn your head to the left and right, expecting to see the people that were falling asleep around you, but you don't see anyone. I kind of start pacing back and forth and like running it through my mind, just, all right, so, right when I got to the city, they were, fell asleep, I woke up, in a dream. Woke up in a dream. That's weird. That's weird. Alright. And like, I'm kind of freaking out right now, because this isn't a thing that like happens a lot to me, where I fall asleep and then I'm like in a vivid dream in the ocean. But last time that happened, there were people there that I met the next day. Alright, so last time, they were standing there. A giant fucking something bad came out of the water. was moving to attack the city. Go ahead and uh, describe yourself. So I look down, and I'm like a black cat person with golden eyes, all jet black, coloring, very panther-esque. I am wearing just matte black leather armor with like not really like any shirts or anything underneath, just just like the leather vest, the, the wrist bracers. I have relatively like loose black pants, and then over all of that I have like a sun-bleached brown leather duster jacket. It's long, it goes down past my knees, and it's lined on the inside with what was once like white wool, but since then it's been through the years turned more of a brown and yellow, and you know, it's dirty, and it's, it's been through a lot. You feel like you're, okay, this happened before, I know what's going on, but why am I alone? And then as you kind of look up ahead of you, you see an elderly halfling man that seems to be bound. And he's just looking right at you. Do I recognize this person? Or you anything? do very well. Okay. Um, I don't think I'd say anything. I think I'd get up to this figure, recognize him from my past, and he just looks at you proud, but then begins to sink into the water in front of you. Does it seem like he's like below me? Like, can I still see him or is he gone, gone? He completely sinks under the water out of your sight, straight down below you. I just take off the jacket and put it on the water where he went down and then just... Kamaya, you open your eyes. You're in this same dreamlike state that you were in the night before, where you wake up, you feel the sun beating against your scales. You look around you, you see that you're there alone. Describe yourself. I am a 
seven foot tall dragonborn woman. I'm a silver dragon. Some of my scales do shine like almost opalescent in the light. I have long black hair with gold jewelry in it and I have silver horns that point back. I have blue eyes and deep red robes with a large blue amulet in the middle and you realize that you're here alone and now all of a sudden feel a little bit of terror inside of you as well. But you look up, you see two people in the distance kind of out into the ocean even further and you see one tall, bald man, human, middle-aged, in lightweight robes and an amulet around his neck as well. Standing next to him, you see a dragonborn woman, silver like yourself, dressed similar to the man as well. I sprint. As you get closer and closer to them, they seem to not be moving, but getting further away from you. I still run, but now I'm crying. When you start crying and they keep going away from you, you notice that the water behind them, further out into the ocean, begins to rise up and they actually go into the wave that's coming towards you guys. <clears throat> I, I stop for a second and I just close my eyes. Gren, you open your eyes and you find yourself in the same dreamlike sequence that you'd had the day before. You feel like you should be able to think your way through this and you look around like you had expected and you see no one around you as well. I growl. Go ahead and describe yourself. I'm a seven foot tall dragonborn. I have bronze scales. I have two ivory horns protruding from the top of my head, sort of sweep backwards, and they're uh, carved into with swirling runes. I have a sort of beard made out of ivory horny protrusions. I'm wearing a large, deep navy blue greatcoat, and it's got a large collar and large sleeves that conceal uh, some silver bracers and a silver collar as well. Um, I'm wearing very fine clothes, and uh, that's me. At first, the loneliness makes you feel actually liberated. No one's watching you, no one's around you. You almost feel free. And then you take a couple steps and you feel lonely without purpose. As this happens, in the distance you're looking ahead and you see rising out of the water a giant wave coming towards you rapidly. I run towards the shore. Marmy, you wake up, open your eyes, look around, and you realize you're back in this dream. The same dream that you'd had the night before. The water rushing away from you. The sand pulling from under your feet so your toes and your feet feel like you're sinking in. Like sinking sand. Go ahead and describe yourself. I am a young adult female half-elf with bright, light purple, wide eyes. look a little wild. Very short, crazy, light blonde, almost white hair that has little hints of color every so often. Clothing-wise, I look like a strange mix of all sorts of different colors and cultures. I've traveled a lot of places. 
so there's no one style. I just look like a mess of color. And I've got piercings all over my little pointy ears. As the sand rushes away from your toes and you begin to kind of feel like you're almost getting pulled into the ground below you, you look around expecting to see your friends, but instead you see children playing and splashing in the water. You see it looks to be one small female dwarf child, one much taller but young elf child, and a turtle folk as well, all just giggling and splashing and playing in the water, only about 10 feet to your left. Seeing this uh, makes me happy, and so I, I start to walk over like I'm just drawn to them. As you do, they, they don't notice you and they pay no mention, but what you do see out of the corner of your eye, almost expectantly when you notice it at first, is you see that same wave coming towards you and the children. I would run towards the children. I want to try to grab them out of the way. As you try to grab them, your hands just go through them. They continue to play as if they don't even notice you. You feel terror inside of you. In that moment, your vision goes black. Diana, as you open your eyes, you just get this overwhelming sense of terror in your body because you're back in the water in the ocean with the water running from you and you look around hoping to see your new companions and no one's there. Go ahead and describe yourself. I'm a young Asamar woman. I have light bronze skin and a darker bronze shade of hair, I guess, like shoulder length. I have completely golden eyes. I have no pupils, I have no whites, it's all gold. And I'm wearing like a black shift dress with black chainmail over it. I have my sword on my back and that's it. You look ahead of you. And at first, you're excited, but then you're just pissed off in the water about 30 feet ahead of you. You see a sleek black furred fox conniving just staring at you. What do you want? Just stares back. You see past the fox, the water begin to rise as it comes towards you with great speed. Just gonna close my eyes. You close your eyes and you wait for it. In that same moment as you close your eyes, you guys hear and you see actually now you're all there around each other. The water still begins to rise. Do you think we should do anything about that? Everyone go ahead and roll a perception check for me. Seven. Nine. Seven. Seven. Fourteen. Marmy, you remember very specifically from that previous dream, you see the silhouette, a gargantuan creature, rise out of the water in front of you. And you're ready for this because you remember last time, as it stood higher and higher, it completely blocked out the sun. The same thing happens. You notice something else you didn't notice before. You see what looks to be two planets that begin to close in front of the sun. As this beast rises towards you and you see the water and the drift and the different sea materials falling off of this gargantuan creature up ahead of you, you start to feel the 
as the steps from the bottom of the sea kind of move and you hear the water coming up towards you as well. Then you start to hear those screams. These underwater sea creatures, gaping maws and teeth and sharp claws that you had fought in the past. As this happens, all of the tension inside of your body begins to rise and you guys prepare yourself for this fight that you guys had before, but it almost seems fruitless. Leaf, you wake up. Ugh.